Lord, a way to give ourselves to you and to meet you. Lord, to welcome you in and to glorify you. But Lord, also as a way for, worship, for um, warfare in our lives. So Lord, we just want to give ourselves to you today. Come and inhabit us. Lord, overtake us. And um, just have us fully, Lord. Do, do what you would do today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to uh, share something with you, if I can, from uh, last week. I think most of you know that my son's been <clears throat> struggling with kidney stones and recently had a surgery um, the Monday before last. And then last Monday night, um, he went and had the stint removed at the doctor's office. And that evening, he was entirely in pain again, just as if he had that eight millimeter kidney stone. And he said, Mom, I've got to go to the ER. So we went to the ER, and it was just packed. And so there was no getting him in right away, and he was suffering in a lot of pain. The ER visiting uh, waiting room was full. And so we went into the big out, uh, the uh, entrance for Silverdale Hospital, um, Harrison Hospital. There was no one there. And so as I sat there and watched my son in pain, and I felt helpless and impotent, and I began to question and say, Lord, why is he in pain? This kidney stone's been removed. They pulled the stint out. He's had a stint before, and he was never in this kind of pain. And so I laid hands on him, and I began to pray for him. And then I got discernment that I felt that this was a spiritual attack. So I then began to walk around the entire outside of that waiting area and just encircle it, praising him and thanking him that my son knows him, that he has promises that he brings to us, and then just doing warfare and the momentum and movement. Um, and I, there was this moment when I thought to myself, okay, if somebody comes in here, there's cameras up around there. <laughs> I think maybe I need to go and get an evaluation. <laughs> Honestly, I just felt uh, the Lord with me and the Spirit overtake me. There were warring and ministering angels there. And I was coming against whatever it was. I was speaking his promises, trusting him and stepping out in faith and asking for whatever this is, Lord, and whatever it is you're having me do right now will be a sign and a wonder to my son and for anybody who happens to come into that room. And there was a young woman that came into the room and sat down with her little one, and I think she was taking her away from the rest of the emergency room because um, she obviously had something going on, and, and she was um, kind of loud. She had a lot of movements. I don't know if you know, she was autistic or whatever. And so as she sat down and her mom you know, glanced eyes with me, and I think her mom was kind of like, okay, what's going on here? Her daughter started to quiet down. And she just kind of nestled in her mom's arms and watched as I was, you know, praying and walking around. So then I felt released to stop, and I walked over and sat down in front of my son. I said, are you still in pain? He goes, no, Mom, I'm not. The pain is entirely gone. So I said, you just really need to thank the Lord right now. And, you know, I think about when we're in those circumstances, it's not about facts. It's not necessarily even about what's happening, but it's just trusting in him, trusting for the discernment and, and, to, and to do what he bids us to do. And that's what I did. And I think part of that is, and Bill Johnson talks about that with, um, with warfare, is, is the movement. And I really don't understand what the Lord's doing with me right now in that. All I know is that um, I believe it brings release. I think we have gates on our lives. We can open those gates. We open the door to, the, to our heart to the Lord to do that finishing work, but we, there's gates around our lives, and that release opens those gates where we see things in a different way and we just rely on him. And I think sometimes we just hold on to things too tightly, you know, and it's just about opening your hands and, and releasing that to the Lord. So I just wanted to share that with you guys. Is there anyone else on the uh, ministry team that has a word? Marilyn? 
Connie? No. Deb? No. Lance? Julia? That kind of what I have, it's not mine, but it's so profound. Tyler Perry, of all people, <laughs> he said, climb and maintain, pray and worship, then do it again. Climb up out of where you are, maintain, pray and worship, and do it again and again and again, and we keep going. Isn't that a good word? And then I felt like the Lord said, I have, well, I was watching the news. That's how it all started, local and then cable. And I thought, oh, Lord. And if it wasn't for you, I would despair at what's going on in the world and in our country. And I felt like the Lord said, I have strategically placed each one of you right where you are in this world and I thought Washington State a state that uh, largely is not Christian and were to um, watch and to recognize and to pray and worship it's a big job Sometimes we feel like it's, our job is insignificant. Like, what's this all about? But it's huge. I placed you here. Now think about that. I placed you right here in this town, in this area, with these neighbors, with these leaders. You have a job to do, I have a job to do. And it's huge. It's huge. Amen. You know, when we're waiting for situations like Naira spoke of, even what Deb is speaking of, there, it's not 24-7. Sometimes it's just the little things that turn somebody's life around. And for the last, I don't know, four or five weeks, I've had the privilege of I'm working over with Kitsap County and the Election Bureau, and if you want to, if, if you want to be taxed to no end on detail, that's the place to go. You will be, uh, you know, like a, a gerbil in a cage going, oh my gosh, there's no creativity, but it is solid as a rock. In that place, when you walk in, it's like, Lord, how do I minister to that person? I can't lay hands on them. And, oh, Lord, I, I, I see that person's smile is gone. How can I help with that? How can I be an instrument in what seems to be s seemingly insignificant? I can't stretch an arm out. I can't say glory and, you know, how we do. I can't dance around. But on my way to getting my 13th piece of red licorice to eat as I go back to count more ballots, I can do something. And the Lord put it into writing. I saw it on Facebook this morning and went, huh, I want to share this with you. Hang on. Miss Lotech here. I thought that was cool. It says, you may think that you are completely insignificant in this world, but someone drinks coffee every morning from their favorite cup that you gave them. Someone heard a song on the radio that reminded them of you. Someone read the book you recommended and plunged headfirst into it. Someone remembered your joke and smiled, returning home from work in the evening. And someone loves him or herself a little bit more because you gave them a compliment. Never think that you have no influence whatsoever. Your trace, which you leave behind, with even every good few deeds can never be erased. Don't underestimate the ministry, the power you have, the influence you have, and how you change the atmosphere. In Jesus' name and for his glory, amen. Wow, that's so good. We could just go 
Well, this thread is not over, so. <laughs> Nobody is insignificant. Kids, Ethan, Emily, Oscar, Nora, Isabel, we have been so protective over you guys and we fawn over you and we, we put these hedges around you because you're our kids, but because you're so significant. Like every person in this room, Shauna, Josh, all of you, all you all, Tristan, you are significant. God designed you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. He put you together. He breathed life into your body. He created the spirit that lives inside of you that will go on forever once your body quits. You are so significant and so valuable to him that he sent Jesus to deal with the sin issue. It's done. It's finished. Jesus said it from the cross. It is finished. Behold, when you're in Christ, all things are new. The old is gone. The sin is gone. Yeah, you're going to deal with it in the here and there. But that's not who you are anymore because that's the old man. I know it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around it sometimes. But you are a new creation in Christ. For those who are in Jesus, you are a new creation. And you are so valuable and significant to God, your father, your dad. I'm your earthly dad. He is your capital D, daddy. <laughs> he made you. He birthed you. And he, he, before I could put a kiss on any of you five kids when you came out, he was there putting his lips right on the top of your head, just delighting, rejoicing over your life and over the dreams and over the destiny that he was speaking. I saw this in worship. It's like, worship, I don't have dentures. <clears throat> in worship, <clears throat> I think I might have put it down here. Everyone is significant. Um, we were singing, he is perfect in nature. You are sovereign, Lord. You are perfect in nature. And that is what he has wrapped you up in. You are wrapped up in his perfect nature. And he won't let you go. He is not going to let you go. You are safe. You're never going to be alone. Even if you feel like you're lonely when you're wherever you're at, in the bathroom, wherever, <laughs> you're not alone. He's always with you. I know that sounds weird. Okay, the bathroom's a bad picture. Don't be thinking about that when you're in there. God, are you? <laughs> but you're never alone. You're so in, engulfed and wrapped in him. Not just his love and affection for you, but his being. He has wrapped you up. If you're in Christ, you are in Christ. And Christ now lives in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I believe that the Lord has hundreds of encounters for us hundreds of encounters don't just go by the encounters that we had you had with him five years ago 10 20 years ago there's fresh encounters he wants to have with each one of us every week every day tonight in the middle of the night that is good though that was that's the word for today you're significant you guys said it you are significant. You are such extreme value. Jesus, it, it would be an insult to the Lord Jesus to, for the Father to send him into the world to become a human, to die a terrible death on a cross, carry the weight of our sins, the whole of all humanity's sins on his shoulders, in his body, on the tree, it says in the Bible. He bore our sins in his body while on the tree, on the cross. It would be an insult for the Father to do that to Jesus, to allow that to happen, if it was for trash. If it was just to, eh, just so he could tolerate you until he could get you to heaven where he's really going to give you a whipping. <laughs> I'm feeling a little passionate, but there are people that say, God just tolerates you in Christ. No, he is madly in love with every one of his created sons and daughters. And it breaks his heart when people won't come to him because he made a way. He made a way for all the stuff that is in us that we bring into our lives, into our families, into the world. He's made a way for that to be blotted out 
so that you could have a right relationship with God, that you could come into his presence like that first revelation scripture we read. We have washed our robes in the blood of the lamb. We are blood, blood blood-washed saints. You are a saint. You are holy. You are holy and dearly loved. Okay. Barahona? I'm going to go off on a rabbit trail if we don't get into this, guys. And it's already 1218, so, and I got a lot of pictures to show you guys. And you guys are going to peel out at 1 o'clock, is that what I remember hearing? Okay, we'll be done before then. Hopefully we'll be done before 1, like 1245, like we usually aim at. But we did get a late start, so, wink, wink. Okay, you want to start this out? Or you want me to start Yeah, I need notes. We're going to start with Tuesday. Tuesday, yes. We won't start with Monday, the five-hour airplane drive and another four hours and then a six-hour bus drive. Anyway, yes, Tuesday. We got there. (laughs) Oh, you can put the first picture of Bell. This is... Can you guys see? Okay. driving and flying, all that stuff. Six-hour drive from (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> we arrived at well-guarded. Yes, yes. So this is Larimar Casa, something like that. Anyways, this is where we stayed. And we had our first meal down here, and where we'd have our cafe every morning. It was great. And we'd have our meetings up above. I miss that. I miss somebody serving me all week. Anyways, yes. Next one. No, no. I can see this is going to be a problem. She's going to just take the microphone and run. So you guys got to think about this. We had no idea what to expect because that six-hour drive, it was daylight, and the traffic was like nothing I've ever seen. We're talking your driver, no driver uses the lines on the road. They, they just weave around. People come towards your car from different directions on motorcycles, cars. It was just crazy. I was like, where are we? It looked like a, a very rough, gritty, dirty city, packed with people. Bikes, I mean, motorcycles zipping all over the place. That's the way to get around. Then there were checkpoints all the way with armed military people. So we didn't know if our driver was going to pull us off into some strange plantation somewhere and you know, hold us captive. We had no idea. He didn't speak English. We had one person from the team that was our guide. And these, you know, all the drivers are hired. So we got to this place, and we were all so exhausted. But this was like the oasis. It's not the prettiest. If I took pictures of the faucets and showed you up close, you know, you couldn't really, like, flush your toilets with a lot of paper products in there because you would plug it up if you did that. Everything was very fragile. The food was excellent, but there were flies everywhere. We could not brush our teeth with the sink water, but we used bottled water. You just had to be very cautious and gentle, but it was so, so beautiful. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. Just take over, but I, yeah. Yeah. She's going to get lost in the vacation part of it. I can just see it. I did. It was refreshing. We did work. Trust me. We didn't just vacation. Yes, you just did. Go. So that was just one slide, and I got like 40 pictures, and it's this is going to take all day. So I'm going to ramble. You guys okay with some rambling? Just because you can want to see the stuff. So Wednesday was our first full day. We got to sleep through breakfast. They said just sleep in. We're going to have you guys all get up and have lunch. We needed it because I was. We were all wiped out. We're talking an overnight flight when we should have been in bed, like maybe a couple hours of sleep. It's hard to describe, but it was very, like, you felt like you were not in your body anymore. Um, So Wednesday was our first full day there, and we got up and had lunch. So let's go ahead and just put some pictures up. Here's our well-rested team. It's not everybody. That's just a part of the team. I had to get some pictures going right away. There was 30 people that were the prayer team. And then dozens more of people that were on Mike Silva's ministry team that we didn't know, people we didn't know. So that's the well-rested team. The next picture is going to be 
us meeting Mike Silva, and I think that's him in the very back by the door there, but he came in and we were like, there's the man. And you know, he got lots of applause and stuff. It was cool. We finally got to meet him in face, face to face, in face. Got to meet him in face. <laughs> and then, you know, after we had some time together, we got around him and uh, Galen had the whole group to circle him. And so the next picture, I think I shared this with some of the texting group, um, didn't I? Anyway, so if you've seen these, I'll try to keep busting through here. And at any point you want to just grab and add stuff. That way we can get through this, because otherwise it'll be an hour from now. Uh-oh. So, we prayed for Mike. That was pretty cool. Um, and then we took a drive to the property. So the plan was, okay, first things first. We're going to go to the property where the festival is going to take place. And the prayer team is going to go over the land. Galen had some specific insight into what he felt needed to be done while we were there. So there was apparently drug deals, murders that had happened on this property in the past. So he walked us through some redemption over the land type thing. I won't go into the details of that, but it, it, was, it was cool. So let's get some pictures going of that. That's a guy named Shane. He's just praying out. There's a circle of people praying, and then we spread out. So the next picture would be some people walking across. That's the stage being put together. And by the way, this is right off the side of a busy street. The sidewalk, vacant land, full of rubble and broken glass. No fence, you know, really, I mean, there's a fence on one side, but it's just wide open. So when it did finally happen, when the event happened that Saturday night, everyone came free of charge and it packed out, probably estimating between 20 to 30,000 people, if not higher than that. You'll see the pictures coming up here, so if we, if we get busting through this. Um, more people praying. That's one of the churches in Washington, some of their people. Um, we were just walking around, just blessing, just calling out, just praying scripture, praying that the Holy Spirit would just saturate and establish angelic protection. Everything that you could think of was being just blasted over the property. So let's go ahead and look at the next one. There's the stage. And then the next one. Then we got in the car after we were done blessing the land. And by the way, we did feel like we needed to go back a second time because Galen felt not everything was, was covered the way he kind of envisioned it. So we did go back later. But this, this was then after the prayer walk over the property, we did a prayer drive through the city. So Isabel's going to click on it. It actually plays. There's some sound if you want to turn it up a little bit. There are those motorcycles always zipping right in front of your vehicle. <laughs> That's mild. So we were just sticking our hands out towards the people. We were just declaring blessing, life, salvation, healing, freedom, everything you could just feel like the Spirit of God was swirling inside of you. We just wanted to spit that out in prayer as we drove through. Um, so what's our next picture, Isabel? Oh, so then after that, so this is still kind of Wednesday and Thursday. Um, Thursday, we got to enjoy the property. We just, you know, it was a lot of rest, not heavy-duty activity. We could have done a lot of stuff, but we wanted to keep our focus of why we were there. Our main reason for being there was to be a prophetic intercessory healing team. And so we didn't want to get caught up in too many extra things and then be wiped out for the things we were really there for. Um, but while we were on the property, we just made the best of it. We enjoyed the beauty of the place. We connected with the employees. This is Jennifer. Jennifer, I think she pronounces it Jennifer with a Y. And um, she just won our hearts over and over. People won our hearts. Let's go on to another picture. So here's um, Jennifer and Willie. And, you know, we, they, we sat up at the bar and had coffee. We needed to get some caffeine. That's very important medicine. And, oh, yeah. And she made us fresh squeezed juice. She had this thing. It, was, it wasn't a lime, and it wasn't a lemon. I didn't even know what it was. It tasted orangey. It was great. And she gave us a little piece and then made us some fresh squeezed juice. Like, she took care of us any time we were up there, so... Yeah, if you like fresh fruit and fresh everything, like that's the place to go. It's not a tourist location, though. It is not, this hotel is not like 
places where people from around the world want to come just to chill. You know, that's Punta Cana up on the top of the island. That's where everyone travels to. But this, this place is beautiful. I mean, the, well, we'll show you some more pictures here. So what do we got next? That's just on the hotel property, looking past the pool. If you were to turn around, you'd see the, the coffee bar there, well, the booze bar for some people. But uh, it's just, the water was so blue. And while we're out enjoying this kind of property, there's people out there. I didn't have a picture of, of Ed, the security guard, but Ed won our hearts too. And I think we might have won his heart because we got to pray for him. And he had some special needs that he was asking. We have a bunch of uh, kids outside. These look like, these look like Smith grandchildren. <laughs> you can escort them in. So we'll just keep on flying through this. But so while we were on that, on that little beach right outside the hotel property, the security guard's there to keep strangers from wandering up, trying to sell you stuff and steal your stuff. So he was there, but there were a couple guys. So the next picture, there's Teresa. If you guys remember Teresa Farley. Um, and, and these guys were brothers, and they sold all of this wonderful jewelry. Sorry, we should have been thinking about you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's this stone called Laramar. That's the hotel's name, Laramar, Laramar. Anyway, we, we wheeled and dealed with these guys and got some, some goods for the kids. But then our hearts shifted, and we went right into, this, right into the spirit of who they, each one of these guys were. They're both believers as well as Ed, the security guard. There's a lot of Christians in that, in that land, in that city, um, but these guys, so they, they reassured us they knew the Lord, but they wanted prayer for healing for family members. So we just did what we talk about here. We released. We did impartation. We just grabbed their hands. We laid hands on them. And we prayed for the family members through them. And we declared healing. And we also just, we wanted to release that fire of heaven into their hands so that when they go home, they could lay their hands on their family member themselves and release that healing. We did have one person to interpret for us, so that was very helpful. Rashana, yeah, she's an awesome, awesome girl. So, no picture of Ed. So Friday through Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's when things really kicked into gear. So we had Wednesday and Thursday just to kind of bless the property, meet people, um, pray for leaders. There were a lot of connection times, a lot of strategic um, things that we discussed around the, the, the meal times. But then there were those connections with leaders that came from Nicaragua, um, Ecuador, other places. Honduras was one of the guys. I don't have enough time to go into that stuff, but we have some, some forever brother-to-brother brother connections, sister-to-sister, sister, family connections with these guys. We actually got invited by the one guy to come to Nicaragua. He's like texting me on his translator thing on his phone, can you come to Nicaragua? He is a long-haired pastor, and in the church in Nicaragua, it's very fussy. You don't have long hair. You do not have piercings, no tattoos. You are very, you, you have to look the look. He started growing his hair out. And when he refused to cut his hair, they kicked him out of the church. He started his own church that's exploding with young people. Um, Mike Silva said it's like a heavy metal church. So immediately my heart connected to that guy. He was highlighted. I knew I needed to get him some of those declarations declarations books I gave him three of the books because he has people that are on his team and then he invited us to come someday I don't know I don't know what will happen with that so that was those first few days then Friday came rolling around Friday morning we went to a conference venue so let's go ahead and zip down to the next picture I'm gonna try to bust it. that's the outside of of a public um, like a sports arena type place so that's the outside next slide that's the inside where all of the pastors would be seated there and then people that were invited beyond the pastors from local churches filled the chairs on both sides and I think on the back too, maybe. Um, it was a very full room, so let's go on to the next one. We just walked through. We just prayed over every chair. We just did our thing. 
Um, again, there's another picture. And then, so don't go ahead and go to the next one, Isabel. Um, oh, I'll try not to cry. In the time of praying over that building and over the pastor's conference, the guy in the red shirt there, he may listen to this, but his name is Edwin. Edwin began to open up to me, and so he's like, you know, move over, Alcorn 5. He's now your brother in the, in the, in the tribe. We now have six kids. Just so you know, Ethan, you've got a, an older brother, Oscar, Nora. You guys... Alia, he's he's your brother. I felt like something deep really. Snap, knock it off, Alcorn. Pull yourself together, Edwin. He's he he became kind of like a translator that I leaned on a lot because he spoke really good English. But he is he's a Haitian boy who has never met his father, and his mommy died when he was like five. And and he he grew up. He he was taken care of by an aunt who had five of her own kids. He was the sixth one in the house, and they slept all slept on the floor, dirt floor, no bed. Um, some someone came and asked him if he could basically take him and let him be sort of adopted into an orphanage in the Dominican Republic. And if you don't know the, the details, but the Dominicans are, are kind of racially prejudiced against the Haitians. They don't want the Haitians just to freely come over into the Dominican Republic. So there, there's a little bit of bias there. But he was brought in, and he, he became a boy at this orphanage that now is 22 years old. And when he began to tell me about his upbringing he said, it's really hard for me to talk about this because it makes me want to cry. And, and the dad heart inside of me just was ready to explode. I wanted to, just, I wanted to heal so many things that, you know, I just I had to chill out and relax. And so we just connected. And over the next few days, all the way up until the getting out of the, the final bus ride at the airport, he was kind of with us. Um, yeah. I didn't cry, so that's good. So that is the treasure. That is, that is our treasure, and I pray, and I hope you guys would pray with me and agree that he is going to come visit this place someday. We're going to get him to the United States, and he's going to be able to, to see you guys and see this, this house and meet my, my kids. So, okay, let's move on. I didn't mean to, to linger so much on that, but... So the pastor's conference, we're just going to play a quick little video clip of this, and this just so you could see what, what it looked like. It's all in Spanish. There's Galen. And Greg Dillon. As it finishes out playing, you guys know this song. It's, they they do the same music in Spanish. You didn't have to know the words; you could just feel the presence. You just feel the love of God so strong on the people, on the believers, on the churches, on the leaders that were there. After the worship time, uh, there were several preachers that spoke. And then Mike Silva came up and, and gave a message to the leaders of the churches there. And you can drop down to the next thing, Isabel, if you want. Um, Mike Silva spoke to the pastors after several others. And then when that was all over, he had the whole prayer team that Galen put together, all 30 of us, line the front. I don't know if you can imagine what we were thinking. How are we going to communicate? It didn't matter. It didn't matter. Talk about your... The Holy Spirit broke... I mean, they didn't know what we were saying. We didn't know what they were saying. But the second you start praying for them and you hug them, they're just sobbing, sobbing. This one girl that I prayed for, um, she, God was already just doing something in her, 
and I just felt like I couldn't leave her. There were, people were just coming up, and so I just stayed focused on this girl, and the second I hugged her, she just broke. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard, felt, seen anyone cry as hard as this girl cried, and I finally got an interpreter, and asked what she needed, and she said, I just want more of the Holy Spirit. I want more of God. And so we just said, just ask, ask for more. And she just started yelling for more. It was amazing. We had to end up going, and so some other people from the team were able to, from another team were able to keep ministering to her. But these people are just so hungry. I mean, we just pray for them, and it seemed like, like here in the States, like we see each other and we hug each other. Um, I don't know that that happens there. I didn't really see that. And so I am seeing it as every time I was to hug a woman, she would just break. And I think it's a relational connection that they're missing, that they long for. And the Holy Spirit was just, it was awesome. It was really good. We didn't get to stay as long as we'd have liked, but it was really good. Yeah, they had warned us that when you hear Bike Silva get on the bus, we needed to get on the bus right away. I don't. I guess they were worried about us getting stuck there and not being able to get out. So that was that was really cool. Um, not knowing what God was doing in the unseen, but just seeing and, and you can sense the presence of God just flowing. And when we were praying, you know, the music was blasting. They play their music loud there. I mean. It's just how it is. So the thing Mike Silva spoke about that, um, so a lot of the pastors, and I mean we see it here too, but a lot of the pastors really just stay to themselves. They don't um, have relationship with each other. There's a lot of competition, and there's a lot of religious spirit there. They want you to, you know, look the part. They don't want, like in Nicaragua, yeah, they don't want to see long hair. They don't want to see tattoos or piercings. And so they're rejecting these kids who want to be in church. They want to be there. They want to worship God. And they're like, no, because you don't look the part. So guess what Mike Silva spoke on that night? <laughs> About the, they had these, man, the um, avocados. I've never seen avocados so big. Um, avocados that they were nice. They were like, yeah. And represent, yeah, grande is right. Represent, what, what are you doing with the fruit that you have? You're, you get fruit when you're preaching, but what are you doing with that fruit? And talking about breaking down these walls and these barriers to these kids. And who cares what they look like? They want to be there with you. Bring them in, you know. So it was quiet in the room. <laughs> and um, you could hear a few people like, yeah, but that is like the main thing in this area is this religious spirit that's there. Yeah, Mike knew that he would be casting out the net Saturday night and thousands, tens of thousands of people possibly would respond and need to be in churches. And those pastors that came forward for prayer were coming for prayer regarding what he spoke. So fresh love, you know, yeah. amor fresco. <laughs> A little bit of Spanish that we, that we learned. Fuego de Dios. Ben, I did use that very many, very many times. That's what you said when you didn't know what else to say. <laughs> like, fuego, fuego, fuego. I don't know. Fuego. Ben. <laughs> mas, mas, mas. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> more, more. <laughs> Get them, Lord. Then you just speak in English because you're like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. So. so that was Friday night. Saturday we went to... Well, um, by the way, um, we weren't a part of this, but one of the prayer team guys, this is Gary, he's part of Galen's church, I believe, um, he went with Mike to where all of the uh, military officers were at. You can drop down to the next picture. Mike shared the gospel, Gary shared his testimony about being in the service. This is about 120 military people that were in this room, and about 30 of them received the Lord salvation was happening all the time we were there. We didn't get to be on the casting out the net part because we didn't go into the schools and the orphanages, and we weren't a part of getting, you know, feedback from the crowds. That, that all will come later. You can skip on to the next one, too. But these guys, I mean, just look at their faces. They were receiving it with joy. They weren't just like, you know, yeah, Christians, 
trying to get me to convert. So that was really cool to know all of this stuff was going on. So we were praying. Our job was to pray. We would just keep that open heaven environment flowing. That's what our part was to play. We worship, we pray, we connect with everyone that God puts in front of us, and we just love people. We wanted to love people. It made it easy because every morning when we would go down to have coffee, they had worship music playing. They said, this doesn't usually happen here, but they had an in with it, I guess, and they were able to, and sometimes it was in Spanish. You didn't know what they were saying, but you were feeling the spirit. We were sitting, at one point, we were, a bunch of us ladies were sitting with our feet in the pool, and worship's playing in Spanish, and you're just like, oh, this can't get any better. <laughs> yeah. And there was another church that was meeting in a room and, and where we would go above the bar where there was an open patio. There's our, our indoor room where we were praying for Mike in the one picture. There's another room adjacent to that, and another church group was there. They were worshiping like crazy. I could feel just like the wind coming out of the place. And when they left the building, I was walking by some of them, and I was just like, wow. And I like my arm hairs were standing straight up, and the guy was laughing. I was like, what did I say? Espiritu Santo. Holy Spirit, Espiritu Santo. I don't know if I'm saying it right. So, Anyway, Saturday, one of the big jobs that, that the Mike Silva team came there to do was the next slide. That and then this. I got to try to read this. I, I put this up here because I didn't really know other than we're taking, they were building a water structure for this little village. So I just captured this from the blog. Um, La Canada... <laughs> the Camboya was a community without safe drinking water for its estimated 1,100 people, 1,100 plus. Though the fest, through the festival and generous supporters, they were able to provide drinkable water via a new water system and additional holding tanks. This came from this came the government's commitment to further care for the families living in La Canada by paving roads. They need roads improving electricity, which is about all they have, and more. During the well dedication celebration, the gospel was given and dozens more. That's what we were able to see. Kids everywhere. So let's go ahead and drop down to the next picture, Bell. This is, this is a video. I just want to show you guys. Kids, pay attention. As Bell clicks play, this is, this is the living conditions of this little La Canada de Camboya people. Most of the structures are dark, no glass on the windows. I don't even know if they had doors, tin roofs and 90 degree weather, no running water, no plumbing. Electrical wires were down the streets and going to some of the houses, but I don't know what they had for electricity. And all these, Let's take a deep breath. All these beautiful children just flooded around us, looking at us like, who are you, whiteies? Why are you white people here? We stood out. We really did. And all you could do is just love, like just let the love of God leak out of you. Yeah, this is leaving the village. Yeah, it's leaving the village, but it's the only clip I had that I, so... We're putting it, we're going to pretend it's going in. When we were driving into the village, people were coming out of their houses. They didn't know why we were there the, at the beginning of the village. And by the time we got actually down into the village where they did know why we were there, there's where we started. And we were like, oh, we're almost there. They're like, oh, no. It's like way back in there. Um, people were coming out and they were following our buses down into the village to see what we were doing. So there was a lot of people. Tammy snapped some shots of some of the houses. I mean, you can just see that's, you know, I mean, it probably doesn't get cold there, so I guess you don't need insulation. Let's keep on zipping through so we can get, there's just family after family, and it's just packed with little houses that were. Yeah. And in each house, there's at least three families that live in there. That's what they told us. Huh? Mm -hmm. 
So let's keep on going. So we got down to where the festival is at, dancers, um, our little adopted son, Edwin, your brother. Um, <clears throat> he was with this group of young people and he did this backflip with them. It was just wild. I didn't even know that was him. I did record it. But I didn't this was it. actually the dedication for the water, yeah. water supply. So let's go ahead and, so this was right down there where all the balloons were at. A bunch of the kids were up on this structure. Let's go ahead and keep on moving. That was their church. Yeah. So, if you, can you go back one? That building behind the kids, that's their church. They were expanding their church, and the pastor said that he had, when he started, he had no idea how that it was going to get this big. And so, God's just been really good to them and faithful, and it's going to be a really large size. So, I would guess that the majority of that 1,100 people village is going to attend this. They probably have nothing else to do. I don't know. I don't know where they go. They, it's they, the yeah, it's, and they don't have a lot anyway. So let's go ahead and zip. So there's a lot of ministry, the preaching of the gospel, government officials, military officials were all kind of presented. And then when it was all said and done, they took a walk down to the water source. I stayed because I was connecting with, with a, a young guy and a, a girl and uh, Tammy went back to the bus, and then all the kids went down to the bus where all the goodies were at. So there were suckers and Hot Wheels, and well, anyway, we won't go in it. It was it was wild because they wanted that stuff, and so did some of the parents. They were like vicious. So what's the next picture, Isabel? Okay, so that was Saturday morning. Saturday night was the festival. I'm going to just kind of try to bust through some of the pictures here. So let's say the crowd was probably around 30,000. I have two pictures and a video of the crowd. So there was a picture, if you can kind of see the crowd just building. This is that empty, vacant lot that we, that we prayed through. Go ahead and go to the video, Isabel. That's the street view there. You can turn the sound up a little bit too. Let's go ahead and zip to the next picture. That is what it looked like from a drone. They had their little drones buzzing all over the place. I had no idea it was going to get this big. When, even when you walked across the, the property, I mean, you could see it could fit a lot of people, but I didn't know that they would come like an ocean and pack in in 88-degree evening weather, and then it rained on top of it. It was just amazing. So what do we got after that? Is that another video clip? So you guys can hear this song. You'll probably recognize it. That's a TV screen that I focused on. Closed off a section of the street because there are going to be so many people. They didn't want people to get hit by cars, and uh, so they did. And people were overflowed. Some people were stopping their cars in the middle of the street. <laughs> Kids were sitting on top of cars. It was crazy. There were a lot of people, a lot of people. So Mike Silva felt like at one point people weren't hearing him. They were, and we didn't see it that people weren't hearing him. But what he didn't know, um, but found out was that there was a guy on the shore, and he was going to go home and end his life. And, but he heard Mike Silva preaching, and it totally just changed everything for him. So, yeah. So, Mike shared the gospel. People worshipped. I mean, most of the music was rap and just young people's music. Yes. South, South American, well-known artists that were there. Um, but then that time of worship was, was, I thought that was awesome. I mean, you guys probably recognize that. Instead of holy, 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 it's santo, santo, santo. Anyway, 
it was awesome. And there it is again from the sky. It's just, I mean, it was so, so packed. We ended up leaving, and the hotel is just two blocks away. We, we got out of there and walked back before it all ended because it went way into the late part of the well, night. And it started raining, so they all packed into the tent. <laughs> and they were like, oh, this is too many people for you guys. We need to get you out of here. So well, we they didn't all pack in, no. but people, people tried to get in. And it wasn't a closed tent. It was just a, sh a covering that we yeah. shared with the cops. Yeah. So, it, yeah, they wanted to, you know, back into it. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> we thought we were going to pray for people there, but that, the plan changed. We were able to pray for people a lot, but that event did not fit right with a prayer tent, a healing prayer tent. He couldn't have said, all you crowd, go ahead and get prayer from that team, we 30 people. Yeah, we're like, this is wild. So, is that it for, this is, it? no, that's okay, it's Barahona, Dominican Republic. Not a tourist destination. So let's go ahead and look at the next picture. So Sunday, 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 we did church in the evening. That's, this is getting to the end of it, finally. Um, Galen was asked by Mike to take one of the churches. So he went with us as the prayer team, and the worship time was, I could not understand the music, but I understood the Holy Spirit, and he was flowing so powerful. Um, it is a powerhouse. I, I got to just say briefly, all I could do was just close my eyes and see what the Holy Spirit was doing. And as I put my hands out, well, actually, I, I felt like I saw swirling sugar. It looked just like white, sparkly. This is just subjective. Okay, just got to say that. It's what I was seeing, and I felt like he said, put your hands out in it. And as I put my hands out, I could see a ring so I, I felt like the Holy Spirit said, these people are pure. There's a purity that is sweet to his lips. Sorry, I got it. It's welling up. I was so overwhelmed with his heart for the church there. I had to ask, do you, I hope you love me as much as you love them because I feel his love so strong in that place. I, I started to break. I think, I don't know if the worship team that we were, right in front of hopefully they weren't like hopefully the dude's okay but I was just like I could feel like the saturation of the father's heart for this church such purity and he just has so much for them so Galen preached and then when he was done preaching with the interpreter um, they invited the team to come up and once again it was like the pastor's conference we could just pray what we could pray with some interpreters because we did have Edwin and uh, the guy that's helping Galen there, I forget his first name, but we're friends with him now on Facebook, I think, probably. That's okay. So that was Sunday night. Yeah, and Holy Spirit encounter. No language for songs. White sugar swirling, pure sweet to his mouth. I had to question his love for me if it was as strong as it was for them, and I know it is, but I just couldn't believe it. He just loves that church. He loves the people of the Dominican Republic so much. Either it was either Saturday or Sunday. When was our last meeting that we had with Sunday. Mike? Was it no? I mean, just as a group. That was Saturday. That was Saturday. No, that was Sunday afternoon. Before this, mm -hmm. yeah. So Sunday. Sunday afternoon, we had our final meeting with Mike and his team, some of his people. And he had all the South American church leaders come in, and some of them had lost parents um, due to persecution. And he's like, Galen, I would like to um, have your people from your church come minister to them. And I'm like, oh, good, I can just sit back and listen. And God's like, nope, I have a word for you to tell them. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was nervous. I'm like, I don't. So it was so it was really fun. I had a, I got to speak to everyone there. And then one, our one friend, he wasn't in there at that time and came in and had something for him too. But it was just cool. We just got to minister to a lot of the leaders there. And yeah, it, yeah, it was an amazing time for sure. Yeah, and I got the privilege. Mike Silva asked me if I would end it by having all the, the people come up to the, you know, all of the South American 
pastors to come into the middle and the prayer team get around them and then we prayed over them oh my gosh it was it was awesome not my prayer i mean yeah my prayer was pretty awesome but (laughs) just the presence of god god was like bam so many things that we could not see were happening and you know galen his take was that more happened than we could see than what we that we couldn't see than what we actually could and this is what it's all about the last two pictures and we're going to have you guys stand up it's just these precious ones there's so many people got saved so many people responded their hearts are just so hungry for jesus so why don't you guys stand up before i start boohooing Bell, don't close it up. Put that scripture up there, that last one. We're going to read this together. This is going to be our closing. I find comfort in this. Whether you've gone to a place where you don't know if you'll ever be able to get back to and your heart was left with people that you may not ever see again or people that you know here on earth have gone into eternity ahead of us, whatever the situation is, This is where we find comfort. This is Revelation chapter 21. It says, Then in a vision I saw a new heaven. And a a, man, I can't even read new earth without feeling like I'm going to cry. And a new earth. The first heaven and earth had passed away. The sea no longer existed. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of the heavenly realm from the presence of God like a pleasing bride that had been prepared for her husband, adorned for her wedding. And I heard a thunderous voice from the throne saying, look, God's tabernacle is with human beings. And from now on, he will tabernacle. Kids, if you wonder, we'll tell you what that means later. He will tabernacle. He will dwell with them as their God. Now God himself will have his home with them, with us. God with them will be their God. He will wipe away every tear (laughs) from their eyes and eliminate death entirely. No one will mourn or weep any longer. The pain of wounds will no longer exist for the old order has ceased. So Jesus, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you for your surrounding, loving care, your loving kindness. We thank you, Jesus, that the day will come where we will all stand in your presence together as one huge family, and there will be no more weeping. We'll see our friends. We'll see those, those parents those relatives. That are that great cloud of witnesses that are surrounding us now, cheering us on to run the race. Run the race. He's so good. I can just hear their voices. He's so good. We can't wait till you see him. Jesus, we thank you that you are so good. and that you will wipe away every tear and brokenness will no longer be here. There won't be brokenness any longer. We're going to be at home with you forever. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you that we have a hope. We have a hope beyond the grave. This is not it. This is not the end. We get to see you face to face, Jesus. We get to see you, Daddy, God, Father. We get to see all these angels that are helping us. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we get to be your sons and daughters in your kingdom now to represent you here on the earth now. In Jesus' name. So we never want anybody to walk out of here without feeling like you have brokenness in your body or a need for prayer or a need for encouragement. So if you want prayer, we're going to go ahead and dismiss, but we're going to keep the front open. 
And uh, if a bunch of you come up for prayer, then a bunch of you need to come up and help. So awesome. We love you guys, and it's so good to be back.